This episode may contain themes that are unsettling for some listeners and includes dialogue that is inappropriate for children under 14. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, Juicers. I'm Brooke. And I'm Melissa. And this is... For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode 18. Woohoo! And for some reason, I had all of my episodes in my um, my Word folder for my research out of order. Or not out of order, but I guess I skipped or doubled something. So mm-hmm. it was saying that this was episode 17, and I was like, I know for sure it's not. What's going on? It's definitely 18. And this is going to be kind of a, a fun, lighthearted episode. So, uh, but a super interesting episode. And I've been looking forward to this one for weeks. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. Um, we are covering three topics each. Mm-hmm. And we will be discussing one of these topics together. Um, and this episode will be titled uh, Strange Phenomena and History's Mysteries. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be strange. Yeah, we're going to learn some things. Um, Alyssa and I do know the first two topics that each other have chosen, but we do not know the last one. Which sucks because my last one's so short because I really couldn't find. It's just this one's like basic science like there's not too much to explain but i thought it would be because i never knew how it worked so to have the knowledge it made things make more sense in life i guess so yeah well i'm stoked about this episode me too so um before we get started um i do have a quick trigger warning and i want to mention that this episode contains mentions of suicide if you're ever feeling suicidal or you're dealing with distressing thoughts you can get help call 1-800-273-TALK t-a-l-k it's anonymous free and 24 7 remember you are not alone Good thing to put in there. Yes. Just figured we'd uh, do a quick little trigger warning because, you know, just those things are tough topics sometimes. It's so. definitely triggering for a lot of people. So, yep. Thank you for adding that in there. Absolutely. So, the first thing that we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Do I'm you ex- want to um, tell them what it is? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So um, you may have seen us talk about this in the Facebook group before, but this is something that is super interesting to the both of us. Um, This particular subject is actually one of the first conversations that Alyssa and I had that made us realize like (laughs) how how alike (laughs) we are and we just kind of clicked from this conversation I remember laughing about this for forever we talked about it for a long time (laughs) we tag each other and things on Facebook and be like why is this us so um this is gonna be something that hopefully a lot of you will understand i'm sure most of you will and the ones that don't are just gonna think we're a bunch of fucking weirdos yes so just remember just remember if 
whether you do have these thoughts or whether you don't, it's extremely common and normal to have them. Yes. It doesn't make you a freak, which is what I thought it did. (laughs) I really thought there was something wrong with me for the longest time. Me too. And then when we talked about this, we're like, what? We're not the only ones? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so glad you also have these horrible thoughts. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about maybe... um, the first conversation you and I had, mm-hmm. I remember we were at my mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I believe it was, I think I started it and I was talking about Rampage. Yeah. You who were. is my brother's uh, chihuahua, was my brother's chihuahua at the time. And I was just kind of playing with him or whatever. And I made the comment, like, I just want to squeeze him till his eyeballs pop out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know that was like super morbid. I'm sorry. And Alyssa's like, no, but like, I understand what you mean. Like, I have these same kind of thoughts. And then she says, um, I, <laughs> I've never felt that way towards Rampage because like she, I hated Rampage. Yeah, but I told Brooke how when I was in high school, I loved kids and I loved babies. And I would, every time I would see one, I would just have this urge where I just wanted to fucking punch them or just (laughs) punt them across the room because they're just so fucking cute. You just get aggressive. Yeah. You, this is a real thing. And I think especially for women, like we see something cute and we just want to like fuck it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Punt it across the room. And then in the same conversation, this is again, going to sound crazy to you guys that don't get it. But I mentioned uh, throwing kittens at the wall. Like, mm-hmm. they're just so damn cute. You just want to freaking throw them at the wall. Right. Like, does that make sense? Like, it surprises me that shaking baby syndrome isn't, like... More prevalent. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's more like when, when moms and dads or whoever are frustrated. But to yeah. me, it's like you get a baby and, and you just, just like violently <laughs> shake them because they're so cute. <laughs> I also made the comment. Now, this is very morbid. So forgive me. But the same day, I said something along the lines of, well, I guess that's why mothers drown their children. Cause they're just so damn cute. They can't handle it. It's just like, ah. <laughs> Okay, but I would never do such a thing. And that's kind of something we're going to discuss about this particular phenomenon. Right. Um, These thoughts that, you know, pass through, you know, our head are things that we would never do. They're just completely out of the blue, intrusive, weird ass thoughts. Yeah. But, you know, I so, okay. I think when it comes to things that are cute that you like, Mm -hmm. to me, I think, um, it being an intrusive thought uh-huh. that stems from uh, like a safety measure, which is pretty much how it happens. Yeah, I think, or I I heard or read somewhere that out. Did you know like that our like brains can't process cute stuff normally? I, I yeah, I read something like that too. Yeah, so like when you see something cute, your it's, it's like your body doesn't know how to react yeah, to it. it yeah, just gets so like like. I don't know if you could see my body right now. Just like, yeah. <laughs> it just like gets rigid and just like, yeah, you just can't handle it. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so like your first instinct is just to attack it, <laughs> pick it up and throw it. Yeah. Uh, also, this is one of my favorite. This is something that has run through my head a million times, but like, say I'm like in the grocery store and there's like, 
an old lady in front of me and she's just like going super slow with her cart and I'm like oh my god like I've had this this thought where I'm like what would happen if I just bashed her in the back of the ankles with my cart (laughs) you know just just weird shit like that or when you're driving down the road and you're like I wonder what would happen if I just swerved into oncoming traffic (laughs) you know um but like if you're driving over a bridge what if I just like yanked my car to the right and flew off the bridge like what would happen and these apparently uh from what i found happened to about 50 percent of the population so for you guys that get it what's up (laughs) gang gang (laughs) (laughs) for you that don't you're probably thinking you don't like us anymore probably skip forward because (laughs) we're gonna sound really fucking weird yeah i don't know i think you're weird if you don't have these thoughts i I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's normal both ways. I would be curious. Like, I almost want to do a survey. Like, who has had these thoughts? I wonder if we can. Can we do a poll in our group? I want to say we can. Let's do a poll. Now, I know once we posted, like, a meme or something about intrusive thoughts Uh one time, and I know a lot of people were, like, commenting. Like, like, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. Okay, I will say that the emergence of... Uh, social media has been a blessing for me in the mm-hmm. sense that there are so many things that have gone on in my life or you know through my head mm-hmm. that I thought were completely like out in left field yeah it just I thought that I had just the weirdest brain and nobody yeah. thought the way that I did but I see people sharing memes all the time about things that yeah. I thought I was the only one in the fucking oh, world yeah. to ever think about. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am so much more normal than yes. I thought I was. I 100% agree with that. So I am very glad about that. But oh, my God. Yeah. So we did learn, I would say, in the past year or so, there is an actual, like, correct term for these intrusive thoughts. Yes. That is called call of the void. Um, also, fun fact, Edgar Allan Poe called it the imp of the perverse. So there's been many names over history. So, I mean, this has been happening for a long, yeah. long time. You know, people, I guess people just didn't really talk about it, you know. Well, why just, would they? You yeah, know, Especially exactly. back then, they'd probably be like, you're a fucking witch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, my, I, I've got some researches and I guess kind of like a definition of what exactly Call of the Void is. And uh, I do want to mention that my sources here are from allthatsinteresting.com and thebubble.org. So I guess the technical definition of Call of the Void is when you have a self-destructive intrusive thought like swerving your car into oncoming traffic, jumping off a bridge while you're sightseeing, um, you know, things of that nature, even though you know you would never actually do it. It's just one of those, like, what if I did this? Is it self-destructive if you want to slam your buggy into the ankles of an old lady in front of you? <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be. She turns around and whips your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you go to prison, I, I guess. <laughs> So something else I learned, which I found interesting, um, is that scientists say this is when your brain is basically sending out an alarm system to be careful. And uh, like, say you're like up somewhere high and you have that thought to jump. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, that 
alarm signal in your brain kind of leads you to take a step back or notice your surroundings. Right. And um, this particular psychiatrist on the website that I was reading from says um, that that deliberate process just kind of kicks in. And then you start to think, why did I just take a step back? I'm totally fine. There's no reason for me to be afraid. Oh, I must have wanted to jump. So it's a trick of a mo- trick of the mind, and uh, it's nothing to worry about. She said, um, "Some of these thoughts are just chitter, or just static, or you know, chatter, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't mean that you're actually going to do it." You know, right? Yeah. So I also um, listened to a podcast once that talked about how. Um, you know, when, um, I mean, not everybody's this way, I'm not this way, Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of people are this way where, you know, um, like for instance, I saw somebody talking about watching a video of somebody, um, killing themselves on a Facebook live. Was that that recent post? Yeah. I never saw it. I don't I didn't see it, but I saw, um, this person being like, you know, did you guys see that video? And then they were like, send me the video, send me the video, mm-hmm. send me the video. And the the psychology behind that is simply... I get it. It's mm-hmm. self-preservation. Yeah. Which you wouldn't think that, but it is. It's like your your brain wants to see it to it's, know what not to happen to you, pretty much. I think it's one of those things. It's like almost like a train wreck. Like, you you don't want to see it, but you can't look away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when in in the podcast they talked about like when you drive past a car wreck, yeah, and everybody's rubbernecking. Yeah, yeah, it's they're not looking for the vehicles; they're looking for a, a body, body or an injury or something. Yeah, because your mind is curious about the things that it's never experienced. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's also normal. I mean, I think kind of you probably shouldn't exploit people who have killed themselves no. and that kind of thing, but. It is, it's not, um... It doesn't necessarily mean you're a psycho because you... Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) This therapist says that this, you know, this normal, quote unquote, behavior is what happens with non-suicidal people. Now, with those having suicidal thoughts, it may be different. Um, she points out that people think that suicide is an impulsive act, but re- research says that it's not. Right. So I guess a, for lack of a better word, well, I guess a non-suicidal minded person. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with this? Is, you know, their brain's going to tell them, no, don't do this, you know, right. and. I don't know where I was going with that. Suicidal people, it's more deliberate and yes. like like planned, planned and methodical. Yeah. Exactly. So non-suicidal people don't usually act on those intrusive thoughts. I feel like a huge difference is with intrusive thoughts is like that thought mm-hmm. comes into your head and quickly passes and then you kind of don't really think too much about it later. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody with, you know, suicidal thoughts, it's like it's it's just a constant like you know on repeat in their head like different ways that they could do it or if they found a way thinking about how to execute it that's something that i personally can't fathom because i have never had those thoughts yeah i mean but i can't imagine oh i haven't either and it it really devastating yeah it it really tears my heart up to think about somebody being in that kind of constant yeah just turmoil and agony and just yeah very sad so yeah this article kind of uh 
mentioned, you know, kind of the same things we were saying, but like driving down the road and thinking about hitting a pedestrian. Mm -hmm. I've had that thought. Oh, me too. A million times. Like, what if I just hit this person? You know, like, why the fuck did I just think that? I'm a crazy person. (laughs) Or um, it mentioned when you're bathing your child and you think about drowning them, Um, you know, or anything like that. Like with your kid, you just want to take it and just (laughs) squeeze it so hard. You know, you just Mm want to like feel their bones break. Does that make sense? (laughs) Am I going too far? <laughs> I want to know what bones feel like when they break. <laughs> Only because they're cute, though. I just want to see their bones. I bet their bones are so cute. <laughs> right. So, uh, These also... are jokes, by the way. <laughs> they're just jokes. We don't mean it. Oh, God. Uh, it also mentions, like, maybe you have had the urge just to scream in the middle of, like, a quiet meeting, you know? Yeah. Or uh, randomly, like, flash somebody, you Mm -hmm. know? You just have these weird thoughts. You know what my most prevalent one is when I'm driving? Whenever I see, like, whenever I'm passing by a wooded area, Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but my first thought is always, like, just, you know, taking a sharp right and just plowing my (laughs) car through the trees. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just... It just happens. Thank God we don't act on these things. You know Can you I mean? imagine how much chaos we'd live in if everybody was acting out these intrusive, intrusive thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. My God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be scary, actually. It would be really, like, Very you would just scary. be driving and then somebody would see you and be like, what if I rammed my car into them? And yeah. then they hit you and you die. Just because. An intrusive thought. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, like, our body has something inside of us. A mechanism to, that tells you, like, no. Like, <laughs> don't that's do a, that. That's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do want to mention um, that this can be upsetting to experience if you're not used to these thoughts. And if these thoughts start to become a problem, it's probably a good idea to speak to your doctor or a therapist about it because intrusive thoughts can also be a symptom of ocd right so if you're constantly having these thoughts or the same thought over and over and over again that could be a you know a sign of obsessive compulsive disorder and you should talk to somebody about it um i was actually telling brooke before this started that um when i first kind of figured out what the call of the void is i still didn't know the name i didn't know the name until brooke and i talked about it and we googled it together but Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking with my brother and I was telling him about some dreams that I had been having and whatever else. And the OCD thing is just kind of what made me think of this. But um, I was telling him how, um, I don't know, I just, I think you and me have had this conversation too, where I'm constantly counting in my head. Oh yeah, me too. Like like everything, I have to count it. Me too. Mm-hmm. it's so weird mm-hmm. or like i'll just be driving down the road and i'll just be like one mm-hmm. two three mm-hmm. four five and then i'll like think about it. i'm like oh my god stop but i literally cannot stop doing it i count in my head and i write in my head do you i don't sense? write yeah but i i can yeah i yeah. i like will be thinking thoughts and like writing it in my head yeah yeah constantly. i've never done that but the counting thing mm-hmm. Oh my God, it drives me crazy because, mm-hmm. or sometimes I'll be going to sleep and I'll, and like, we never counted sheep as a kid. I've just always counted in yeah. my head huh. and I'm really bad with numbers. So I don't <laughs> understand why I do it. Yeah. You don't get past eight. Cause after that it gets hard. <laughs> <laughs> like literally sometimes I'll be driving and I will be at like 57 and I'm like, how what long I have I been I? counting? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because mom, I had a conversation with her. This has been some months ago, 
but she said that she has this thing when she's driving that she will like time in her head how long it'll take her to like get to an exit or something Mm -hmm. and she said she'll be like one two and then she's like if i start getting close to it then i have to like start counting faster Mm -hmm. like i'm like whoa really I, i don't think i do that i don't do it quite like that but i do something similar where um I'll see like, you know, your exit is in a mile and a half and I'll be like, okay, well then I'll get there in like two minutes. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm approaching it and it hasn't been two minutes yet, I like recalibrate it. I'm like, okay, in the next like 10 seconds, I'll be there and then I'll count. And then if I don't get it, it frustrates me so bad. Those are definitely symbols uh, or uh, symptoms of OCD, which I actually do know a lot about. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's frustrating like you would think that counting in your head wouldn't be that big of a deal but when you're constantly doing it it gets so annoying oh yeah you're you just want to stop consuming your brain yes like you're not having any productive thoughts you're just counting and that's exactly what ocd does and you're trying so hard to think about other things and let's say you you are able to think about other things you start counting the the things and what you're thinking about yeah. and it's so frustrating absolutely <laughs> just a little bit about me now you know what goes on in my head <laughs> counting that's it counting anytime i'm talking to you i'm just counting i'm not listening to a word you're saying <laughs> what i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i was counting sorry uh, yeah <laughs> jokes again guys <laughs> we're hilarious <laughs> i wonder if scotty does that i need to ask him Probably not, though. I feel like he probably doesn't. He just has, like, wrestling going through his mind 24-7. Probably just wrestling moves. And music. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He has music playing in the background while he's doing wrestling moves in his head. Yeah. Do you often get, like, just, like, uh, like a lyric from a song just stuck in your head? And you cannot let it go for nothing? All the time. And it'll be the dumbest fucking songs. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, Ansley, why do I have this stuck in my head? Like, and I'll just sing like the one line over and over and over, over again and over all and day over. long. Yeah. Oh my God. What was it? It was like a Justin Bieber song or something the other day. I was like, what the hell? But, I yeah. hate that. And it like sometimes if I get a song stuck in my head, it will replay and replay and replay mm-hmm. for days. Ugh. For like any time that I'm left alone with my thoughts. Yeah. Or anytime it comes kicking in, it, it's like the first thing. Like if I'm having a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and then it ends, and then I turn away, it's the first thing that pops and up into my like, head. Baby, 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 oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Oh, Sometimes it seriously makes me want to fucking bash my head in. Right intrusive thought <laughs> literally but sometimes i don't think th- well it is because i would never act on it but bash your head on yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hope not <laughs> just I mean, you might stick knives through your forehead if we got in iraq you know right <laughs> <laughs> that's another one guys and we talked about this on an episode i'm pretty sure but uh one day Alyssa and i were riding in the car i was driving and uh i think yeah we did discuss this but i'll say it again in case you haven't heard all of our episodes but um I uh, always keep a, like, pocket knife in my car in case a bitch want to act crazy or something, you know. you got to be prepared. And uh, Alyssa, like, pulls it out of my little console. And she's like, so, like, if we got in a wreck right now, this 
knife would just go straight through my forehead. <laughs> Actually, what happened was, is it was in your console, and I moved it, and I was like, I'm moving this because I'm scared that if we were to get into, because, okay, what happened was, is she was buying a bathtub for her grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and so my seat, I had to push it all the way oh, forward, so it was yeah. so close to the dash, uh-huh. and I was so scared because that knife was just mm-hmm. sitting there, like, right in front of my head. But it was closed. <laughs> It, I mean, shit happens, dude. It's a crazy world. Anything could happen. Yeah. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to move this because I'm scared that if we get into a wreck, it's going to go through my head. It's just going to fly open and go through your head. Right. And then I opened it. Well, I think you were like, you said something about like that not happening or whatever. And uh-huh. I and I like undid it and I like, put it on the dash. And I was like, look, if we got into a wreck, like, it it's would going go through my head. My forehead. <laughs> God we're weird i have anxiety (laughs) (laughs) clearly don't we all well i guess that's uh, all about call of the void uh we'd love to hear your call of the void stories oh yes i'm gonna make a i'm probably gonna make a poll in there and ask i'll probably make two separate ones like one like do you experience this or do you not experience this or or another one and you if know. you don't, we can't be friends. <laughs> Just go ahead and leave the Facebook group. Just kidding. Um, and then the other one, I think I'm going to get people to write in like their most prevalent ones. And people can vote on which ones they experience the most too. Right. That'd be interesting to see. And obviously, I'll send you screenshots, Brooke, since you're not in the group. I do want to say I miss you guys. I do like I 100% like have zero regrets about deleting Facebook like it has been so freeing but I miss the group so much so I also want to go ahead and apologize because (laughs) as some of you probably have noticed from your uh, post request being in my mailbox for you know 12 hours I'm hardly ever like on social media like that so I don't get to them as soon as you guys try and post them so that I can approve them. She's been working hard, guys. <laughs> I, I'm i not used to it. And like, then I have to, like, text her, and I'm like, hey, can you post this to the group? And I feel so bad because I'm like, you're already doing everything in there. Yeah, and I usually end up posting it, like, three hours later. <laughs> I am running the TikTok and Instagram, though. I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, no, Brooke, Brooke does her fair share, but the, the group is a lot because... Oh, yeah. And we're very thankful for it like this yeah. is not anything negative this is just me being not social media inept i guess right but you know i mainly just use messenger on facebook like if it says i'm active and then like you see that i'm active and you're like why the fuck is she not repo or approving my posts it's because i'm just probably i'm in messenger yeah so word yeah <laughs> well um Is that all we have on Call of the Void and Intrusive Thoughts? I guess so, yeah. All right, guys. So we've got some cool topics coming. And uh, we're going to start off with Alyssa's first story. And I cannot wait to hear it. Okay, so I'm doing one that actually my brother's girlfriend, Lauren, a.k.a. Horse Girl 122. That's her username on all her social medias. Horse Girl 122. Okay. she she recommended a video that she saw on uh, TikTok um, about the John Lawson house. Um, and 
I had never heard of it ever before, and it freaked me the fuck out. Um, it's a mystery, and it's just... I don't know anything about this. It's I'm, so weird. I mean, you told me what you were covering, but yeah. I don't know anything about it, so I'm super stoked to hear it. Okay, so basically, this is just your average 19th century home okay. um, in New Hamburg, New York. Okay. Um, it seems to be like a two-story house with a porch. Um, it looks normal when you first glance at it. Mm-hmm. But then when you take a little closer of a look, you'll realize that the people living inside, we, we presume put mannequins outside on their porch and each day the mannequins they vary in number Mm -hmm. um so sometimes there's four out there sometimes there's three sometimes there's one sometimes there's two and they're always doing something different they're always wearing different clothes they're always like posed differently oh like outside like sitting in rocking chairs yeah Mm -hmm. oh wow okay um and nobody neighbors passerbys um the community has never seen the people who live inside of that house okay that's fucking weird yeah like how do they get their groceries so we don't know who lives there no we have no idea who lives there but i mean there's tax records yeah i mean i feel like it wouldn't be that hard like I don't know. Like, I, it's so creepy. I even feel like the police should go knock on the door or something. Like, who are you people? I couldn't. I read uh, a bunch of different articles. And by the way, I got all of this from a website called uh, littlethings.com. Okay. Um, but yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. They've nobody's never ever seen, seen them. them. No. And is this like a neighborhood? It's. A, I think. Um, I think it's, it's a, street. a street. Yeah. Okay. Because. So. Um, Okay, so, first of all, it's it's already weird that these mannequins are sitting outside. Well, yeah. <laughs> wearing different clothes and um, doing different things every day. But the weirdest thing about it is that their bodies are always pointing in a new direction. Okay. Um, like their hands? Like their bodies. Okay. And so, <clears throat> their bodies... <laughs> okay, this is the creepy part. So sometimes the bodies face um, an abandoned historical building that's just down the road, which is the only other 19th century home to have survived a fire in 1877. Wow. On I guess on that road. Okay. So that house with the mannequins and then the abandoned house are the only two left. Oh. Um, and so sometimes their bodies will be facing that house. Uh-huh. Another time their bodies face... The train station, which is like 200 feet away from the house. Okay. And the creepy thing about this is that the train station back in 1871, um, a train wreck happened right there and it killed 22 people. Wow. So sometimes their bodies face the, the train? train station. Sometimes it face, faces that building that burned down in the fire Ew. or that didn't burn down in the fire. Um, and a lot of people theorize that the mannequins are hinting at an unsolved riddle, either about the crash, the fire, or maybe they're related wow. to each other. Yeah. Um, so sometimes the bodies are the mannequins. Um, sometimes they'll be sitting there holding like a teacup filled with like uh, potpourri. And then sometimes they're holding bird cages. 
or sometimes they're reading books about pregnancy. This is fucking weird. But nobody knows what any of that means. Like, yeah. nobody knows the significance of it. Do people, like, go on the porch and, like, peek in the window? Like, I'd be looking to, like, spot somebody. So, from what I could tell, you cannot see in the house. Like, there's just Weird. stuff, I guess, maybe curtains over the windows where you can't see in. But people know that somebody does live there because at night, the kitchen light will be on so they can see, like, you know, kind of some light shining from one of the windows. Okay. Um, I have seen pictures of people standing... Um, like on the fucking porch taking With pictures the of the mannequins. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, which I feel like is pretty invasive and you should not do that. But it's pretty ballsy. Yeah. So um, they're not there anymore. The mannequins aren't. Okay. I guess the people who lived there either died or moved away or something. Okay. So they don't, they'll just never know the mystery of the house and why the mannequins were like that. Does anyone live there now? I don't know. It didn't say. Okay, I have a question. I'm not sure that you know this or not, but why is it called the John Lawson House? It's called the John Lawson House because that is the name of the man who built it okay. so long ago. Cool. So, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is super, super creepy. And, like, I wish it was still going on because I want to go visit. I know. I'd actually like to see it, too. But I want to crack the code. Right? <laughs> I want to know what it means. Who were these people and why? Why Why do they do that? Yeah. It's I mean, 2020. And when were they doing this that nobody ever saw it happening? I guess at night. That's what everybody would say. Like I would, like, camp out there and watch with dude, binoculars. I got my binoculars out. Yeah, I'd I'm go to that abandoned you. building. I would be out there all night. I would take some pictures. I'd expose the John Lawson I house. <laughs> but then what if you saw something you didn't want to see? What if you saw the mannequins walk in the house? Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, also, so when it rains outside, mm-hmm. the mannequins are not outside on the porch. They're inside. I guess inside, yeah. That's which is creepy weird. yeah and they're then, like oh, it's rainy we're gonna go inside now. right and then whenever it's sunny outside again they're when they there. wake up they're out there again so. when they wake up <laughs> when like the people the town oh. wakes up and they pass by the mannequins are back outfit out and everything yeah ready Drinking to start some the day. potpourri, potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> and then, see that's weird to me too because like people have to get pretty close to know that that's poopery oh in a, yeah in well, you said they were on the porch yeah that's horrifying There's i'll show no you way. pictures whenever oh, um, i'm super interested to see this yeah it's it's really weird i don't like it well actually i do but i don't <laughs> it's just one of those things mm-hmm. <laughs> cool all right so my first strange phenomenon is the mandela effect Ooh, fun fun right this is, <laughs> makes me question my existence oh god i know <laughs> so um i'm just gonna start this by explaining exactly what the mandela effect is and how it got its name if you're not familiar with this phenomenon so in 2013 the year that nelson mandela actually passed away from a respiratory infection Fiona Broom, who was a self-identified paranormal consultant, detailed a time a few years before when she and several others discussed when the South African president died in the 1980s when he was in prison. Yeah. That sounds familiar to me as well. I didn't know who the fuck this person was until You didn't this know who whole... Nelson Mandela is? Mm-mm. So, yeah, he was South African president and president and he was imprisoned 
in the 80s. For why? I don't remember. I would have to look that up. That's crazy. But um, I was an 80s baby, so it's not like I would remember that. I I know it's an important moment in history, and I probably should. Was it? Oh, my God. I don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah. So I was very small. But um, so Fiona Broom and the others remembered news coverage of his death and even a speech from his widow about his death. And they're, like, swearing by this. Like, no. Like, how did he just die? He died in the 80s. Right. What the hell? So weird. Some of these people even had vivid memories of seeing media coverage of his funeral on TV. Yet, none of this ever happened, and he was still very much alive at the time of the conversation. But if Broom was the only one to have this memory, it would be one thing. But... Fiona Broom found that countless other people online remembered the same thing she and the others did. Yeah. So how could so many people, strangers even, have the same memory of something that had never happened? No idea. Yeah. (laughs) So as a result of this strange phenomenon, the Mandela effect concept was born. So that's how it got its name. So, basically, uh, the Mandela effect occurs when a large group of people falsely remembers certain events in history. I guess that's the formal definition. Right. Um, Now, conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorists believe that the Mandela effect is actually proof of alternate universes. And I'm not going to say I think they're wrong there. Yeah. I personally didn't really buy into the hype of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Until I read a post about how the world ended in 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I don't really feel like they they related it too much to the to the Mandela effect. But I think that it's a very, very, very similar because uh, like there were people who would talk about how um, they'd be in New York and how the Statue of Liberty would be on like people would remember it like on the opposite side of wherever mm-hmm. it's at and then other people remember it where it is right now and yeah. how um there's just all these weird things that have happened that don't make sense like yeah like everybody thinks things are very different yeah. yeah and uh i need to find that post and i'm i'll try and find it and post it into the um actually i think that somebody may have already posted it into our group if they haven't then i'm definitely going to i might either way that may not relate necessarily to the mandela effect but that definitely like has some kind of weird alternate universe kind yeah. of shit about it you know mm-hmm. So I I don't necessarily think the conspiracy theorists are wrong, but I am also one myself. So same. I'll let you guys decide what you think about that. So now I'm going to give some more examples of the Mandela effect. Some of this shit is just fucking mind boggling. So the first one I ever heard about was the Berenstein Bears. Yeah versus the Baron Stain Bears. Okay? Baron Steen, Baron Stain. Which one did you think it was? Baron Steen. Me too. Yes. And I think anybody who has ever read the books in childhood mm-hmm. would say Baron Steen. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Okay, so many people remember the Baron Steen Bears as that lovable bear family. Mm-hmm. But this is not their name. 
They are the Baron Stain Bears. I just cannot even accept nope. that. That's the first one I ever heard of. And I was like, are you shitting me? And then I just started researching like crazy. This uh-huh. is like a long time ago. Yeah. But um, I straight up remember like my mom reading me those Berenstein, books yeah. as a child. Mm-hmm. And they were the Berenstein Bears. Yes, yeah, that's how it was for me too. Mm-hmm. In school, we read them too. I used to have a lot of the Berenstein yeah, Bears books. Yeah, we had books. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that one is just mind boggling. So here are some movie quotes for you that apparently we've all been wrong about for years. I hate these because I know I I thought so many of them were wrong. This stuff stresses me out. Me too. So here is the famous quote from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. This one got me fucked up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So Alyssa, little quiz here. What's that famous line from Darth Vader? Okay, but I I know this one. Yeah. I know which one's incorrect and which one's correct. Yeah. So do you want me to say which one everybody thinks it is? Yeah. So everybody thinks that Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. Correct. Yeah. But apparently Darth Vader actually says, no, I am your father. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck kind of shit is that? It makes no sense to me it because, makes, like, when I was a kid, you like know, you said that. Like, we always would say, Luke, Luke, I am your father. father. Yeah. Yes. Like, what? No, I am your father. There's no Luke at all in his sentence. Makes no sense. That right? just fucking blows my mind. Dude, some of this shit, like, it just makes me want to bang my head yeah. against the table. Like, how could we all just be so stupid? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, again, it's one of those things, if a couple of people, you know, have that thought, like, don't you remember this? And everybody's like, no, nah, man. Like, no. But, like, people distinctly remember these yeah. things. And I distinctly remember people, it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my dad saying it all the time when yeah. I was a kid, too. Yeah. yeah. Luke, I am your father. Right. So here's another famous movie line. And this one is from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Do you know this one? I don't remember this one. So everyone remembers the evil queen saying... Do you know what she says? A lot of things. It's a, no. it's a famous <laughs> quote. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, yeah. Who's the fairest of, of them, them all. all? Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? What? She doesn't say that. She says magic mirror on the wall. I am facepalm meme. <laughs> <laughs> facepalm meme is me. <laughs> magic mirror on the wall i feel like i hate my life that can't be correct oh it's a mirror mirror to me yeah it's magic mirror nah 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 <laughs> look it up no she's she's lying i feel like one day they're gonna tell us that ariel from the little mermaid has always been a blonde like, and that's I what's will never next. believe it. <laughs> I will never believe it. Swear to God, man. <laughs> All right. So here's another one. I'm assuming you have seen Forrest Gump, right? Of course. Okay. So here's another head scratcher for you. What's that famous line in the movie when he's sitting on the bench? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Right. <laughs> what is it really? Wrong. Forrest Gump actually says life was like a box of chocolates 
They lying. Dude, I used to have a Forrest Gump shirt that had that quote on it. Uh, you, you should find it. I guarantee you it says life was like a box of chocolates. I, uh... I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I gave it away because I was like 11 when I got it. But yeah. we always would say life, life is, is like, like a, a box of chocolates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my Ugh, God. It stresses me out. Me too. All right. Here is a food. Okay. Jiffy peanut butter. All right. You remember Jiffy peanut butter? Uh, I buy Jiffy peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. So... Many people who remember the peanut butter brand remember it under the name Jiffy. But in reality, you're not buying Jiffy peanut butter, Alyssa. What am I buying? You're buying Jiff. No. Mm -mm. Go look in your pantry when you get home. Right now I have Walmart brand peanut butter, but I've bought Jiffy peanut butter. It's Jiff. No, it's, it's not. Jeff. <laughs> it cannot be. It's Jeff. Get the Jiffy out of the cabinet. No, it's Jiffy. It's Jeff. Get the Jeff. <laughs> yeah. You like the Jiff peanut butter brand? Uh, yep, it's Jeff. Mm-mm. All right. It's Jiffy. Oh, God. Here's another one. I swear to God, these make me just want to, like, I don't even know what. Facepalm meme. All right. So, in the movie E.T., have you seen E.T.? Yes. I mean, I know it's an old one, so... Do you remember what E.T. says? E.T. phone home? <laughs> Guess oh. what? He doesn't. What the fuck does he say then? E.T. home phone. Uh. Shut the fuck up, right? E.T. what? Home phone. Um. He does not say phone home. He says home phone. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. We have always said E.T. phone home. That doesn't make any sense. Why would We're he gonna, say home phone? Exactly. It makes no sense. But that's what the fuck it says in the movie. We're um, going to have to go find the line. I hate it here. I hate it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's a music quiz for you. Oh, God. This I'm going to Well, this is an oldie, too. Hopefully you still know the song. So... Who sings the song Stayin' Alive? You know that song? Ah, 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 stayin' alive, stayin' alive. Uh, Bee Gees? Say that again. Bee Gees? The Bee Gees? The Bee Gees? Okay. <laughs> the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, yeah. Is what I would say. The right? Bee Gees, yeah. The Bee Gees. Nope. It's not the GBs. <laughs> <laughs> snorting <laughs> if you tell me it's the gbs i'm gonna fucking flip this table oh my god i'm snorting right now <laughs> oh okay all right it's bgs it's not the bgs it's, it's just bgs which sounds weird to me i don't think that's what it is hey do you listen to bgs yeah have you heard that song the bg no see duh <laughs> Yeah, Bee Gees. Bee Gees. That one, have though, to me, have out. It seems like that one could be very easily misinterpreted because it. I think it's a natural instinct to put the before. But just wait. Oh God. Okay. So, also, do you remember the Carpenters, the Eagles, the Ramones, the Bee Gees? people most everyone remembers these older albums with a clearly printed the on them but guess what 
the D never existed. So these bands are Carpenters, Eagles, Ramones, and Bee Gees. Does that not sound weird? Like, we're going to the, well, no, see, I just said the. We're going we're to going the. We're going to Eagles concert. We're going to Ramones. <laughs> we're going to see Ramones. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? No, I, it's the. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. The Ramones. The, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's not. Whatever. They lie to us. Whatever. <clears throat> so that's all I've got on the Mandela effect. Now, guys, that was just a very, very, very small portion of all <laughs> the uh, weirdness that's out there. Uh, but I didn't want to make this too ridiculously long. So you guys feel free to look into this. Um, again, it's the Mandela effect. You can Google it and get your fucking mind blown. <laughs> the GBs. <laughs> if you tell me it's the GBs. <laughs> I was, swear to God. I was, I was I'll flip so, this table over. So <laughs> the GBs. That was hilarious. I hate myself. Oh my God. <laughs> Alyssa, it's the GBs. What do you mean? The, the Bee Gees, Alyssa, oh, really? So, the Bee Gees? Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Not the Bee Gees. It's, it's Bee Gees, Alyssa, not, not, um, or it's GBs, Alyssa, not Bee Gees. <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> I hate it here. This world makes no sense. All right. This episode is sponsored by the Pampered Puppy out of Conyers, Georgia. Are you looking for an amazing groomer with a great rep for your pups? I know for my Emory and Charlie, I'll only take them to the best of the best. That's why I will only use the Pampered Puppy. They have years and years of experience, and the shop has been around for over 30 years. They've also been voted best of Rockdale and Newton County for 18 years. Whoa, business owner goals. You can check them out in Old Town Conyers or at yourpamperedpuppy.com. You can also give them a call at 770-760-1494. That's yourpamperedpuppy.com or call them at 770-760-1494. All right, well, for my next topic, I am doing Deja Vu. Fun. And Brooke has said that she has never experienced Deja Vu. I have not. So. Which just is incredible to me because it has happened to me so many times throughout my life. Yeah, I, I really don't understand it, I guess. So I can't wait to kind of hear the science behind it and all of that. It's so weird. It's <laughs> so fucking weird. So, um, I'm sure all of you know what deja vu is, but just in case you don't, it's the feeling that one has lived through the present situation before. The phrase deja vu translates from French to English um, as already seen. Okay. Um, Emil Borak or Borak coined the phrase. Okay. So, so, um, Deja vu is just something you feel when you're in a situation that you feel has already happened to you, even though you've no, even though you know you've never experienced before. Yeah, 
Like so. say like you meet a person and you're like, I know I've met this person before or like or been even, a place and you're like, I've never been here, but I feel like I have or. Well, so I guess, um, so it happens like when you have the feeling of deja vu, like, um, I'll give you the example of, um, when I told you I had deja vu the other day when I was standing over there, mm-hmm. it's like it's a very brief thing that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it goes by like that, like just snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is like, so what I did was I was standing there and I like looked up and then I don't know, like you have this weird feeling. Like to me, it almost feels like a small vibration. And it's like, you can guess what happens next, even though you've never been in that situation before. Okay. Or, you know, it could be a similar situation, but it's like you can sometimes predict what happens next. See, that to me just sounds more like ESP. Yeah. Um, or you could be in an unfamiliar area and something like like you'll go. In, OK, so like I'm going to use a restaurant as mm-hmm. an example for all these theories that I'm going to explain later. But like sometimes you can go into a restaurant, you know, you've never been there before. Mm-hmm. And when you walk in, you still know you've never been there before but then something will happen i guess that kind of triggers it yeah and then as that situation unfolds you have like a small glimpse of what you think might be a false memory mm-hmm. or a memory mm-hmm. where you've been in that restaurant and that thing has happened in that restaurant before okay if that makes more sense okay yeah okay mm-hmm. so um it's hard for scientists to kind of research why this happens because, you know, they have to research it on themselves. Yeah. And because you never know when deja vu is going to happen to you. You know, they can't just like wait around all day long mm-hmm. waiting for deja vu to happen. Yeah. So we really don't know. There's just, um, I read there's 40 theories, but there's Holy only three that are most prevalent. Okay. So the first is something called dual processing. And to me, out of the three that I'm going to talk about, this one sounds the most accurate to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use, um, oh, and my source for this was um, a video on YouTube um, uh, by Ted Ed, whatever that is. I've um, heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Not me. Mm-hmm. But um, they use a video or an example of being in an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. So... So what happens with dual processing is, um, let's say you're in an Italian restaurant and your waiter comes to your table, but he trips or stumbles and the tray of food or dishes starts to fall. Mm -hmm. As the scene unfolds, your brain is processing a multitude of sensations such as the waiter's arms flailing, his cry for help, the smell of food. And within milliseconds, this information zips pathways and is processed into a single moment. Okay. So, like, all the sensations that you are feeling Mm -hmm. and seeing and hearing or whatever, instead of them being, you know, like, three separate things, they become one. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, everything is recorded in sync. However, it's theorized that deja vu happens when there is a slight delay in information from one of these pathways. The difference in arrival times causes the brain to process the late information as a second event. So, okay, that um, uh, 
So like, I guess whatever one that, you know, was delayed, Mm -hmm. that event is separate from all the other ones combined to create what you're currently experiencing in the present. So because that one has arrived late, you think that you've experienced this on two separate occasions, but in the same place. Basically, this theory is saying deja vu is fake. Yeah, like it's more, you know. It's not that you feel you've been somewhere and seen this happen. It's more of your brain kind of playing tricks on you is what I'm understanding. Mm -hmm. And all of these are that way. Like just from the three most prevalent ones, Mm -hmm. it's always like, it has to do with your senses. Okay. So okay. Um, when it plays over the already recorded moment, it feels as if it has happened before. So you think that, like I just explained that, you know, those two separate events, even though they're one, because your senses combine some of them and then one of them is delayed. Mm-hmm. When I guess it goes through your brain, it's like, they're, they're two separate events, even though they're the same. Okay. And so your brain can't process, like, when that second one happened or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And it's kind of confusing, so I'm sorry. <laughs> the second one is the hologram theory. So using the same restaurant theory, for example. Um, so let's say you're sitting down at the table and you examine the tablecloth and it's a checkered tablecloth, and you notice it's squares. Um, A distant memory swims up from deep within your brain, and according to the theory, this is because memories are stored in the form of holograms, and in holograms, you only need one fragment to see the whole picture. So your brain has identified that the tablecloth, your brain has identified that tablecloth with one from the past. Okay. So instead of remembering that you've seen this pattern before, your brain has summoned up the old memory without identifying it. This leaves you stuck with familiarity, but no recollection. Okay, this makes sense. Okay. Okay. Although you've never been in this restaurant before, you've seen that tablecloth, but are failing to realize it. You're failing to realize where you saw it before. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one is divided attention so this states that deja vu occurs when your brain subliminally takes in an environment while we're distracted by one particular object when our attention returns we feel as if we've been here before for example in the same restaurant your attention could have been on the fork and uh you didn't observe the tablecloth and the waiter although your brain has been recording everything in your peripheral vision It's been doing so beyond conscious awareness. When you finally pull yourself away from the fork, you think you've been here before because you have, but you just weren't paying attention. Ah. That one to me, I feel like... um, I feel like it's mega downplaying it. Well, that one to me, it's like... So I've had deja vu in places that I have been before and that I'm very familiar with. Yes. Like this room. I've been in here God knows how many times and I had deja vu. And to me, like when I had the deja vu, it's like all I did was turn around and um, like in in my deja vu, it's like I remembered I had turned around and looked at... Um, whatever it was that I was looking at Mm -hmm. and then thinking that 
it's such a weird thing because I've looked in that direction so many times before. I turn in that direction all the time, but when I turned, um, I just felt like the what I was about to see, mm-hmm. what I was about to experience, had already happened to me, even though I didn't know what I was about to experience. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, that's why I feel like the divided attention maybe that happens when you are in an unfamiliar place but what about when you are in a very familiar because i've had deja vu in my own house in my own bedroom yeah you know it's so weird i don't i still don't understand it i think a lot of these are pretty whack theories but i think so too i think so too i think this could be another one of those that kind of goes back to like the alternate universe theory with the mandela effect Mm -hmm. they're just trying i guess to to explain it scientifically Scientifically. Mm mm-hmm but I don't know the um I think the reason why I think that dual processing sounds the most accurate is because um you know like going to a restaurant and seeing even if it's a familiar restaurant and seeing a waiter stumble and drop things and you know you hearing them be like oh my god and then Mm -hmm. uh you smell the food and stuff you know that all of those sensations together to me those are things that you witness all the time so it makes sense to me that one of them could possibly be delayed for whatever reason and it makes you feel yeah you know like it's two separate things happening okay um, this is a lot for me to process. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wish you could experience it because it's fucking weird. Yeah. I hate it genuinely. I mean, I've I heard people, you know, in the past say, I just had deja vu. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, I know what it is, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, like I get to to an extent, yeah. you know, but um, I've never experienced it. So I wonder if you have but didn't realize it. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I remember being a kid and experiencing it and like telling my mom she's like oh that's called deja vu and i'm like excuse me (laughs) and she kind of explained it to me and i was like i swear i knew what was about to happen Mm -hmm. and for me i never can really guess what's about to happen like Mm -hmm. maybe something's like oh brooke's about to talk and then you'll talk yeah but i never know specifics but it's like you know what's going to happen like it's on the tip of your tongue Mm -hmm. it's on like you know somewhere in your mind and you're trying to figure out what is going to happen Mm -hmm. even though you don't know what's going to happen but you Mm -hmm. feel like you do know what's about to happen it's so weird see that's why i i kind of am and going back to esp with this you know yeah I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of connection there. There very well could be. Who knows? I mean, like, our brains are so complex. I mean, we talked about this before in an episode, but I definitely have had moments of this is about to happen and it happens. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Well, me too. Yeah. So I don't know that that's deja vu. No, it's different. It's such a different feeling. here with this. (laughs) It's it's something you really can't Mm -hmm. explain and, like, if I was talking to somebody who has experienced deja vu, they yeah. would understand. Like, to me, it's almost like like a very mild and lesser form of, like, disassociation. Okay. Like. Which I have experienced. Yeah. it's And it's weird because, like, to me, I feel more like I have more of a tunnel vision okay. when it's happening. Okay. And it's like I'm focusing on what I feel like is about to happen instead of seeing, you know, what's 
you know, like in my peripheral and whatnot. Um, okay. I don't know. It just, you feel like you're not really in control of, you know, your body and like what's about to happen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just dissociate and maybe everybody else is going to be like, yeah, Alyssa, you have an issue because that's not what deja vu is, but that's how I've experienced it okay. like throughout my whole entire well, life. So have I, I have, I've, I'm not going to get into this right now because it's a lot, but I've talked to you about when I've disassociated. Yeah. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. And it's happened one time in my life and it lasted about a week and it was a, a very, high uh stress time of my life and i won't bore you guys with the details maybe we'll talk about it i mean it's not really boring it's actually super interesting but it's terrifying yeah so maybe i'd be curious to see if how you're describing it is how others describe it yeah you guys let us know how you experience deja vu this Mm -hmm. i would really love to get y'all's feedback on this because the way you are describing it is not what i understood it was so I mean, maybe I could be one hundred percent wrong. Like I said, I've never experienced it. Yeah, but. maybe I've never had deja vu. Maybe I just disassociate <laughs> just for a few seconds. But I don't know. it's weird to me because with deja vu, I've always experienced it as kind of an out of body experience. Okay, and it only lasts maybe up to like six seconds. But hmm. I'll just be glad uh, it hasn't happened to you for a week straight. Yeah, no, that would be horrifying. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, f- I feel like when I say the vibrating sense, it's like I like, OK, if you think about seeing vibrations mm-hmm. like in your eyes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean when I say it's like a vibration to me, at least. I don't know. I probably sound crazy. I probably should not be reporting on deja vu. <laughs> The more I talk about it, the more I feel like I'm probably not experiencing you deja vu. You may 100% be right, Alyssa. I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all let us know. <laughs> Please don't let me be crazy. I'd rather be deja vu than disassociating. So make me feel better, even if you have to lie to me. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that's supposedly deja vu right there. Okay. <laughs> well, that is very interesting. Are we ready for the next one? Yes, we are. Okay, so uh, my next story is more of a history's mystery um, than a strange phenomenon, but it's always been super interesting to me. So here we go. So this will be about the only unsolved hijacking case in the history of commercial aviation. Good grief. Mm-hmm. So the date is November 24th, 1971. It's the day before Thanksgiving. A quiet, dark-haired man who appeared to be in his mid-40s and about six feet tall, wearing a business suit, buys a $20 ticket for Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305. He gives his name as Dan Cooper, which later turns out to be fake. Though the man used the alias Dan Cooper, in a news reporting, a reporter misheard the name as D.B. Cooper, and D.B. Cooper became widely used. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always known him as, as D.B., but isn't that interesting yeah. that it was just a misreported name? And it is crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually listed on Wikipedia as D.B. Cooper. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. How do you get D.B. from Dan? Yeah. So... Maybe this is how the Mandela effect starts. (laughs) Right. So, uh, quote unquote, Dan Cooper boards the plane, 
sits near the back, lights a cigarette, and orders a bourbon and soda. I just want to go ahead and say that I think it's so weird that people used to could smoke on airplanes. I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I mean, hell, when just off topic but uh when i was a teenager people were still smoking in restaurants oh when i was a kid people smoked in. Yeah. i remember there being non-smoking sections and smoking sections my first job um i was a hostess at an italian restaurant that doesn't exist anymore but you know i'd have to say smoke here non- non-smoking and that was what like early 2000s so. yeah i remember being a kid and if they didn't have any non-smoking seats available we mm-hmm. would either wait or leave and go to a different restaurant yep so, uh, shortly after takeoff from Portland, Dan, DB, uh, whatever you want to call him, hand, DB. yeah, <laughs> DB hands a note to a flight attendant that reads that he has a bomb in his briefcase. Assuming that he was just a lonely businessman trying to give her his phone number, um, the flight attendant just drops the note unread into her purse. She's just like, eh. <laughs> you know, that probably happens all the time. Yeah. So the man leans towards her and he whispers, Miss, you'd better look at that note. I have a bomb. Imagine the panic. I would die. Right. He then orders her to sit with him and opens the briefcase, which contained numerous wires red sticks, and a battery. Cooper demanded that she inform the airline captain that he wanted four parachutes and $200,000 in $20 bills, which today would be worth about $1.2 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. So why in all 20s? I don't know. Why I not guess. 100s? That would be so much less to carry. I don't know. Maybe he just needed 20s. So. Okay. <laughs> D.B. Cooper, you weirdo. Oh, he is a weirdo. We'll find this out. So uh, the flight attendant described him as calm, polite, and well-spoken. All right. This criminal is just such a nice guy, right? Yeah. And she said that Oh, my he... God. I'm about to sneeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so she says that he wasn't nervous. He seemed rather nice and he was never cruel or nasty. She said that he was thoughtful and calm the entire time. So then um, after demanding, you know, this money and the parachutes, he orders a second bourbon and soda and paid his drink tab. Okay. <laughs> How nice, right? <laughs> what a gentleman. Right. So what a good good man. Yeah. Do you tip? <laughs> oh yeah. So I also read that he did try to give her the extra change and she was like, nah man, I'm good. <laughs> like, like you're trying to fucking kill us. Like yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. So uh while the police and the airline staff on the ground like were scrambling to get the money in the parachutes. Mm-hmm. The pilots just flew in circles above Seattle. Passengers were told that a minor mechanical issue had forced the plane to burn fuel, and it was going to just prolong the flight that would normally only take 30 minutes. You know, they didn't want to freak out the passengers. Yeah. So, after three and a half hours in the air... Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine being I would like, be panicking, what? like, oh, something's going on, right? What if they ended up running out of fuel? Like, that's horrifying. Right. So they finally finally land. 
Cooper receives his money and his parachutes, and Cooper dismissed all 36 passengers and two of the six crew crew members. Wow, only 36 passengers? It must have been a small plane. Yeah. So, the plane refuels and takes off for Cooper's next requested destination. Imagine being the captain. I would be horrified. Oh my gosh, yeah. And he requested to go to Mexico. So... Here's where it gets weird. Around 8 p.m., while the plane was between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, widely believed to be near Ariel, Washington, Mm -hmm. Cooper lowered the rear steps and jumped into a thunderstorm with money in hand. He disappears and has never been found. With a parachute, right? With a parachute. Why did he need four? I don't know what the reasoning for four was, but what was the reasoning for $20 bills, you know? So, yeah, this dude literally just jumps into the sky however many miles up into the air they are. In a thunderstorm. In a thunderstorm. And disappears. They never found him. Never found a body. So, the FBI followed thousands of leads to find this man, um, and they considered over 800 suspects in the five years following the incident. So, who was he? Initially, the FBI believed that Cooper knew the plane and the area, and it was speculated that maybe he had served in the military. Uh, possibly yeah. he was a paratrooper. Yeah, I don't think in your average Joe can just, gonna just jump out with a parachute. Yeah. yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a good thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, later, however, it was discovered that he was not an experienced skydiver because the jump was just too dangerous. And anybody with, you know, that kind of knowledge wouldn't have done that jump. I mean, unless he didn't know it was going to be storming and he had to do what he had to do. I guess he had to get up out of there, huh? I don't know. I feel like an experienced mm-hmm. parachuter, whatever they're Mike called. could make it. Yeah, they, they could kind of have more knowledge on what to do. Who knows? Yeah, who does know? So um, many people speculated that Cooper, who was wearing a business suit, remember this, <laughs> a trench coat and loafers didn't survive. That would be my first thought. Like, there's no way in hell this dude made it down. Um, At that altitude, the winds were more than 200 miles per hour. And the parachute he was using couldn't be steered. So, in addition to that, he would have landed in a rugged, heavily wooded area. So, you're thinking, like, he might have, like, hit a tree. You know, who knows? You know? I don't know. I have faith in you, D.B. Cooper. You made it. (laughs) He might still be around, you know, we don't know. So he made it to Mexico just fine. <laughs> From Washington. Yeah. <laughs> so again, no body was ever found. Um so to this day, the FBI continues to receive tips on the case. But in 2016, they officially closed the investigation stating that its resources could best be used on other cases. I mean, nobody died except for maybe D.B. Cooper, so... Exactly. It's like, ah, uh, and then guess we just lost out on $200,000, and... Yeah. I don't know. It's it's super interesting, though, because it's like, where the fuck is he? Um, I don't know. You, you would think they, they might would have recorded, like, the serial number of the 20s and, like, see if people ended up catching so them. So they did. So I did not jot this down in my notes. However, I did read 
it was a few years later that a young boy found, I don't think it was the briefcase, but he found like a stack of bills mm-hmm. um, with matching uh, serial numbers. And I think it was like about $5,000 or something. Hmm. So he did find that. So that was out there at least. Interesting. So where's the rest and where's the body? You know, they had to search like crazy. Yeah. If they didn't find the body, I feel like they would have at least found the money. Yeah. But they found that little bit of it. If they found a stack with $5,000, then I feel like he definitely survived. Yeah. Maybe he put $5,000 down. Maybe somebody was supposed to come and collect it, Mm -hmm. but they got lost, never were able to. Mm -hmm. Maybe they decided against it because they figured they probably would have jotted down the serial number. Who knows? Let me think about this. So he would be, if he was in his 40s and the 70s, he'd be like in his 90s now if he was still alive. Well, he's probably dead now, but but I think he survived. That's pretty crazy and like kind of cool. Like if he did survive and like never got caught. Yeah. You know? Wow. So yeah, that was kind of a short one, guys. But it's just something that has always interested me and uh i wanted to do something a little different outside of you know the psychological things we've been talking about so. right db cooper you mm-hmm. you crazy crazy man <laughs> or smart man i mean both, both. <laughs> <laughs> okay well my next one is intuition yeah i am so glad i did not do what i was going to do which was what esp really so we (laughs) really basically would have been talking about the same exact thing and then i would be sad (laughs) but i'm sure we would have had a lot of different because i just mainly did um like the psychology behind it and not so much like experiences or yeah i mean or like alternative theories okay i just am trying to make it more relatable to people because i feel like it's easier to explain Mm -hmm. with psycho and i feel like the psychology behind intuition is very on point right like i would believe it yes so um when um you know your intuition is uh most commonly uh, referred to you know that gut feeling you get Mm -hmm. um a lot of times you can feel like when somebody's lying to you or you have a gut feeling that somebody is a bad person or you have a bad feeling about going to a certain place or you have a bad feeling about somebody else going to a certain place at a certain time or whatever it may be. I wonder if there's people that don't experience that. So I, I'll talk about that later. Okay. Because that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> And obviously, a lot of the times, you know, or often our gut is wrong. Like, you can have a gut feeling that something's going to happen, and then that person doesn't listen to you, and they do it anyways, and they're completely fine. Right. Um, but a lot of the time, it's also right. Yeah. Um, psychologists have noted that when we subconsciously, uh, or that we uh, subconsciously tend to pick up a lot of information about the world around us, causing us to seemingly sense or know information without knowing exactly how or why we know it. Okay. So that's kind of what they think is like. Um, just like with deja vu, like you're constantly taking in information mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not. Probably overstimulating your mind. Yeah. And so basically the whole point is that you're picking up on patterns 
like highly intuitive people pick up um patterns and, and well not even that but it's like um so let's say growing up there around people who are like constantly lying mm-hmm. and without even realizing it they're picking up like facial cues and mm-hmm. gestures and mm-hmm. that kind of thing that indicate when this particular person is lying right and it tends to be you know a pretty linear thing among everybody like when somebody's unless you're just a really good liar yeah most people kind of act the same when they lie mm-hmm. so without even knowing it they're picking up what these people are doing when they're lying yeah. and are able to connect that pattern with that person to other people mm-hmm. and it you know it becomes relatable and so without having to really think about it they just associate it with lying okay so um intuition is thought to hold the ability to know valid solutions to problems and decision making Mm -hmm. Uh, the intuition is the pattern matching process that quickly suggests feasible courses of action so basically it's your brain matching already seen patterns to current situations you're presented with just like what i explained Mm -hmm. so in the 1970s yell tested intuitive abilities intuitive abilities um while studying nonverbal communications which is the transmission of messages or signals through a nonverbal way of expression such as eye contact facial expressions gestures posture and even the distance between like two individuals mm-hmm. um Researchers noted that some subjects were able to read nonverbal facial cues before reinforcement, and reinforcement is just like, you know, like a head nod or, you know, like a nod of approval or, you know, a nod of disapproval. What is it? Disapproval. Yeah. Okay. Disapproval. And, you know, something to kind of like validate that, yes, that is right, or yes, that is wrong, or whatever. Right. Um, They noted that highly intuitive people had made their decisions quickly, but could not identify why. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, if you were um, having a nonverbal whatever with somebody, and uh, they're doing, you know, I really don't know how that works. I, like, kind of tried to look into it. I don't understand how. I guess, like, maybe... um, I don't know, but anyways, so the highly intuitive people would be able to kind of pick up on these gestures and these, and the way that the person was sitting or, um, you know, the way that that person kind of interacted with the other person. I think a lot of that comes back to vibes and vibrations and feeling the aura of the person. I think that that's more of the non- psychological aspect of it um but it does make sense to me that like somebody and i do think that there are people who are more prone to being able to pick up more of their surroundings than others yes who um you know who do read patterns in people without even realizing it and are able to relate it to other people in other situations Mm -hmm. um i think that that goes into play with what you know people you know would call reading an aura or feeling a vibration Mm -hmm. it's just them noticing the same pattern that they've seen 
and other people who it was confirmed that they were mm-hmm. lying or that they were a bad person or mm-hmm. like the the same way that this person acted you're not even noticing that this person acts the same way subconsciously you notice it and without having um like a reasonable explanation for why you feel that way you feel that way mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. um but the le- the, uh, their level, so highly intuitive people's level, um, accuracy did not differ from those who were non-intuitive. They just caught on faster than non-intuitive people. I don't like this explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the, that was a study at Yale. Yeah. That's what they came to the conclusion that. But they are looking at it in more of a uh, scientific rather than a. I guess what may one may call like a conspiracy related way. Yeah. I won't even say conspiracy, but more just, um, spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I think it's both. I think you can have, um, I do think, I don't think it's ever okay to dismiss psychology. Mm -hmm. I do think that there is truth in both. Mm -hmm. I do think that it is pattern matching. Mm -hmm. I 100% do believe that, but I also do believe that there are people like me and Brooke who do feel things differently than others or Mm -hmm. feel things more than others. Mm -hmm. I don't think that intuition has too much to do with feeling things as much as it is pattern matching but i do think that when you are an empath you feel it rather than acknowledge it exactly or notice it or whatever mm-hmm. even if it is subconscious i do think that for me it's definitely more of a feeling than it is a thought yeah you well know? you know intuition is described as you know a gut feeling but to me from what i've researched it's more of um you you're feeling this because of past experiences Mm -hmm. because you are matching previous patterns with present patterns Mm -hmm. whereas when you're an empath i do genuinely believe that you can come across a person Mm -hmm. and just without them saying a word to Mm -hmm. you just know that they every day of my life me too Mm -hmm. me too but intuitive people sick yeah no there are people who like i I will meet them. Mm-hmm. They won't say a word to me. We'll just be in the same room. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do anything. They could just have be there breathing. And I'm just like, I cannot be around this person. Yep. I own a business, as most of you know, but uh, it happens to me very, very frequently. I can imagine having a client that I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. And sometimes it's just even somebody in the lobby and I'm like, I got to go. I got to get up. I can't. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yep. So... Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a difference. I think intuition and being an empath are completely different. I do think intuition is psychological, whereas being an empath is more spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that they are relatable, but they are two separate things. Yeah. And I think that an empath can be intuitive. Yes. But I just think so. that people who are just intuitive, obviously they have empathy you think everybody kind of has that intuitive gut feeling? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a natural human thing to have unless you're like a sociopath or something or <laughs> right. a psychopath. But um, I do think that 
um, that is just a natural way of being. That is a natural way a human works. Okay. But I think that empaths have different abilities more abilities that others than. do not yeah exactly okay. and then non-intuitive people i don't even know where to classify them because I, I, is that a thing <laughs> like, i mean they say there's non-intuitive i mean i guess people who so if um you are intuitive if you are highly intuitive then i think that you've probably experienced more things in life than a non-intuitive person mm-hmm. thus your pattern matching skills are better yeah than somebody who probably goes through life blissfully and yeah. you know a blissful ignorance or whatever it may be and have had everything just peachy right <laughs> yeah or you just chose not to acknowledge things okay yeah so um i meant to look up the pronunciation of his last name but you know i say that every time <laughs> Daniel Kahneman, I think it is, um, concludes that intuition is the ability to automatically generate solutions without long logical arguments or evidence. So like non-intuitive people kind of have to think about it for a while and be like, well, they did this gesture with that word phrasing, which to me sounds like they might be lying. Mm -hmm. Whereas an intuitive person, it's like instant. They feel it in their gut. Yeah. They just, they don't have to think about it. They don't have to rationalize it. They don't have to. That is weird to me that some people think like that. Like it doesn't click automatically. I know people like that though. Yeah. Like, like, but it also might be because I'm an empath. So to me, like other people are just like i don't understand why they don't pick up on stuff yeah. the same way when that they're I do. oblivious to things that seem yeah. obvious to us right like i've had tons of friends who are like oh my god like i love this person and i'm like oh, why god, yes like yes. i've only seen them on social media yeah but i know that they're fake as fuck that is the worst to me oh my god dude and then like they like they'll be friends with this person for forever and then suddenly they're like you know what i think that they might not be a good person and i'm like i have zero (laughs) logical reason why i've ever thought this but i fucking know that they've been a horrible person absolutely and now that you have told me about things that they have done to you Mm -hmm. and now that i kind of have a glimpse into their mind i can tell you exactly why yes absolutely it's funny you say that and like people like it, it's coming to my mind like yeah that person i was right <laughs> you know what i mean literally i feel like i am right about just about every person that i meet yeah and i've even had friends tell me like how did you know mm-hmm. and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't i just know like i just mm-hmm. know these things it's also great though when you meet somebody that you have that wonderful vibe that radiates from them yes I, th- I think for me for whatever reason it's it's few and far between but every now and then you meet that person and it's like holy crap like you just light up the room it's like yeah. you just radiate just wonderfulness yeah like you know what i mean and you know what's crazy also about being an empath is i think you also probably have this issue but it's hard for us to make connections with people oh yeah it's hard to relate to people it's hard to bond with people I yes, I do agree with that. That's why I keep my circle very small. But and now we're just talking about empaths and not intuition. Um, I also find and you probably feel the same that people are very attracted to you. 
Yes. They like, it's mm-hmm. like a moth to a freaking light. It's yeah. like, and they want to spill their whole life story. And you're yep. just like, holy shit, just like, go away. Eric's you know? like, why are you telling me this? Like, all mm-hmm. I said was, hi, good morning, yeah. you know? Or like, energy vampires are extremely attracted to me. Me too. People that just want to dump their negativity mm-hmm. and their, and it's just like. And it's like they're taking, you, you, like, it's so hard to explain if you've never experienced it also but it's like uh an energy vampire it's and i feel like it's intentional yeah well yeah i think they can feel that we or no you know i don't know that they can feel but i think they know that they can do it to us Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? That we're going to just sit there and take it. And I think that's where boundaries come into play. Like as empaths, we really, really have to set boundaries for ourselves. And that is yeah. so hard. I struggle with setting boundaries. Oh, God, me too. Me it's too. a problem. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that. I'll let you get back to your stuff. Well, that was actually it. But I did want to relate it to being an empath because mm-hmm. to me, it's hard to think of being highly intuitive knowing the psychology behind it when I feel like being an empath is so drastically different. Yeah. Like I think that being intuitive is a norm Mm -hmm. and maybe being highly intuitive is less of a norm, but I feel like being an empath is, and there are people who claim to be an empath that I genuinely feel like have no idea what an empath is. I 100% agree. Because empathy yeah, everyone has empathy unless like i said you're a sociopath but having empathy is completely different than being an empath mm-hmm. and i implore you if you do think you are an empath mm-hmm. to search it more because what you're experiencing might just be empathy yeah so mm-hmm. i yes. don't know <laughs> that was a good one thank you i like it all right so last story of the evening All right, so I'm just going to warn you here. I'm going to be talking about this particular topic in more of a scientific and conspiracy-related way Mm -hmm. and not in a religious way, okay? Because there are two kind of different ways of explaining this. Yeah, I, like, didn't talk about the religious Mm -hmm. aspect of... I am not a religious person. Alyssa is. Um, I'm more of a spiritual person. Um, but I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I think you can be a spiritual person and religious. religious. Oh yeah. I view myself more as a spiritual person than a religious person, even though I do identify with a religion. Yes. Yes. Oh, I 100% agree. I would just say I'm not religious. Yeah. So, um, but I will be discussing RH negative blood. (gasps) Yeah. I should have known you were going to do that. I should she have knows known. I love to talk about this. I should have fucking known. <laughs> it did not even occur to me. You know, it's funny because I didn't even think about covering it until last night. And I was laying there and I was like, damn it. I need to come up with a third topic. And it just clicked. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say before you start, I think it's fucking insane mm-hmm. that out of every fucking person in the world, both of your parents are A negative. That's what I'm about to talk about. Sorry. Okay. I just, that, I it's think nuts. about that all the time. And I think how insane it it's is nuts. that they came together and had yes. three children with A negative blood. That's exactly what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> 
So um, again, I will be discussing RH negative blood, which I have. And as Alyssa knows, I like to talk about this and (laughs) I've always been kind of proud of it. So fun fact, my blood type is a negative and only 6% of the world has my blood type. I'm O positive. Which is, <laughs> which the, is most like the most common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, you know what's super freaky? What? Both of my parents are A negative. So all three of their children are, as Alyssa just told you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So that is strange because, again, I said 6% of the world has this blood type. So that means 94% of the world does not. My mother and father came together and procreated and created three more of us aliens. Yeah, which is <laughs> a lot more odd than both my parents are O positive and had exactly. six O positive exactly. children. So very, that's a very, uh, I feel like it would be an uncommon occurrence to what, happen. What was Ansley's father's blood type? I'll talk about that a little bit later, okay. but Ansley is, uh, her father is a positive. And she's she a was a positive. positive. And mm-hmm. Titus is a positive. Correct. Yeah, he yeah. got the A from Scotty and the positive from me, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to start with some facts um, about RH negative blood. So RH negative blood is due to the absence of a certain marker in the blood called the RH factor, which is a recessive and it is a inherited inherited trait. So for instance, people with a positive blood have the RH factor. People with O positive blood have the RH factor. Mm-hmm. Um and so on and so you know so forth. But um the RH factor was first discovered in the blood of rhesus monkeys. Again, this is why I said I'm talking about this in a scientific way. In 1940, hence the name, and later discovered in humans. That's what I have. Correct. It was found in mon- okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, you guys came from monkeys and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, most humans have the positive factor. Right. So, but us with negative blood, we do not. So basically, y'all evolved from apes and primates and we didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, when you, I know what you're going to say about you and I just have, um, <laughs> Something to say about that. So continue. What I'm going to say about me? I know where your blood originated from. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you? Okay. I do. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> um, here is a interesting question for you. So if we all evolved from apes or monkeys, wouldn't we all have the same blood? Yeah, we, we would. Yeah. Right? But I know where your fucking lineage came from, so... <laughs> Okay, so RH positive blood can be traced back to the rhesus monkey, correct? Yeah. And all of other primates as well. But RH negative blood cannot. In fact, it cannot be traced anywhere else in nature. So where did we come from? Some theories include that our ancestry is that of extraterrestrials, <laughs> angels, and even reptiles. Now, where the fuck did I come from, Alyssa? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you. The queen is actually an alien lizard. Uh-huh. And because she's alien, she probably, um, she's probably been here a really long time. Okay. And so she probably had sex with another, <laughs> um, maybe 
um alien sex with a human or human yeah or, or an alien human hybrid uh-huh. and um birthed your family okay my family because <laughs> we're the only ones in the world right <laughs> actually for real though i seriously thought that one time you told me that it was found in lizards yes so that is those now these are only theories okay mm-hmm. i'll discuss a little bit later but there is absolutely zero proof of it there's no answer basically of where it came from okay that's the weird thing is like scientists do your job figure it out okay so would the religious view be like when angels and humans like you remember the bible are you saying like why i said i wouldn't be discussing this in a religion Mm -hmm. because most religious people don't believe that we evolved from monkeys oh that's why i said that well i don't know i don't know i mean i think that that makes sense if we have the same blood as them but Mm -hmm. but you know in the bible how um like angels like could fornicate with humans Mm -hmm. and they created these Mm -hmm. fucking beasts yes i wonder if that has anything to do with it i'm i don't really discuss that in Mm -hmm. this but it is something i read as well that there are people that think we are just evil I don't think that's evil. I think it's just that we procreate, you know, just like you said. The because angels. I, I feel like probably like if an angel procreated with a human mm-hmm. and because, you know, they they um, theorize that Goliath was a being from an angel and a human. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like if Goliath had procreated with another human, maybe mm-hmm. that could have been where it came from, mm-hmm. you know. If we're talking in religious. If we're talking religious terms, yes. Yeah, yeah. That just theorizing since yeah. there, there's no possible answer. Mm-hmm. So 85 to 90% of the general population are RH positive. While only 10 to 15% of human beings have this unique type of blood. Um, again, my particular type being only 6% of the world. So something super interesting here to me is that individuals having negative blood types have been described as having strange characteristics as well. And most people that are RH negative seem to agree with these personal traits. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go into that shortly, but um, this is another strange one. So oddly enough, RH negative blood can be utilized by any human being in need of a blood transfusion. Okay. RH negative can be? Yes. So we can donate to anyone. Okay. I think I read online that O positive can only take blood from O negative. Is that true? Mm, It may be wrong, but I'm going to have to look into that. But people with RH negative blood cannot make use of any other blood type at all. Okay. So therefore, if anything ever bad happens to me, y'all better get in touch with my family or I'm shit out of luck. Okay. That's really scary. Yeah, it really is. And I've thought about that a lot. And that's why blood donation is so important for for these rare blood types you know because that's all we can receive from i think i read that o negative is like then universal Universal donor yeah and Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that o positive can only get it from o negative maybe i'm about to google that okay because i'm probably wrong i'll keep talking while you're doing that no so uh the vast majority of rh negative individuals happen to reside in or have ancestry from spain and france and they are called the basques 
I've never heard of that. B-A-S-Q-U-E. So uh, even more fascinating to me are the facts that these people all tend to have cool body temperatures and sensitivity to hot temperatures. Seriously? Because Scotty is literally like a fucking heater lamp. A yeah. heat lamp. So sensitive to heat. Absolutely 100% me. So. So O positive can only get it from O positive and O negative. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So their body temperature and heart rates are lower than RH positives, mm-hmm. which my heart rate is always like ridiculously low. I'm always like, am I even fucking breathing? Like, am I alive? Like, <laughs> am I alive? It's crazy. Like, I don't know what mine is. So, oh, I've tested it so many times that I'm like, um, am I okay? Like, is my heart beating? You know, Titus, I mean, he's a positive, positive. but when, you know, I had to go to the hospital for like 24 hour uh monitoring because his heart rate was so low really yeah like they were worried about it oh so they just said that his like whatever it is his was just naturally low for whatever reason so weird yeah um their bottom you know our body temperatures are also lower which is funny because i'm such a hot natured person and again sensitive to heat mm-hmm. but like anytime i've had my temperature taken like you know some places you go like they test your temperature before you walk yeah. in it's always like stupid low and i'm like but i feel like i'm on fire <laughs> like you know? mine is always like in the 96s yeah but i think the average is like 98 point something mm-hmm. so yeah i feel like mine's always 95 96 really mm-hmm. fuck <laughs> So, um, this, this shit is dope right here. (laughs) So we cannot be cloned. I think that's mega cool. Um, I didn't know that there, you could clone in general. I know you could clone animals, but. Yeah. I mean, you can clone anything really, except for RH negatives. What? Yep. Yep. Pardon me? So it's happening. It's happening out there, but you know. Make it stop. (laughs) <laughs> so uh also people abducted by aliens are more likely to be rh negative yeah they're bringing their fucking people home right? y'all are definitely alien hybrids they're <laughs> checking out their creations <laughs> so um this is pretty pretty dope too rh negative negatives have a natural resistance but let me also specify not an immunity you guys to HIV, smallpox, and the bubonic plague. Oh, thank God. I, that's freaking cool. Like, so <laughs> if, like, the bubonic plague comes around, like, kills all y'all, we'll still be here. Yeah, but it's so contained now. They're, they yeah, all, they get cases of it every once but in a while. But that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, you lucky fucking bitch. <laughs> and we are also resistant to toxoplasmosa, which is a parasite. I've never heard of that. I it, I have, and I'll talk to you about that later because I actually know somebody that had it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. So um, there's also claims that the physical, mental, and emotional awareness of RH negatives is heightened. That um, cannot be real with Scotty. <laughs> that cannot. These are lies. Scotty's a radiator, a radiator and he's fucking like a brick wall when it comes to things like that so Uh, so this is a pretty widely known fact but um i've discussed this with you i know um before but um so pregnant women 
with RH negative blood have extreme difficulty giving birth when their babies possess RH positive blood. Um, we are also much more prone to miscarrying. Um, and I'll talk about why, but, um, in this situation, it's really not a stretch to say that RH negative women's bodies actually attempts to kill the babies inside of it. Yeah, they don't want you guys fucking procreating. So, <laughs> unless it's your own kind. Well, yeah. So, our bodies actually reject our own children. And without Rogam, which I had a few times during my pregnancy and is an injection. Um, if mine and Ansley's blood had mixed in utero, she would not be here today. That's so scary. Now, if I were pregnant with an RH negative child, all would be okay. But of mm-hmm. course, we don't know until the kid's born. So, um, you know, during my pregnancy, I had to be injected so that if our blood mixed in utero or during birth, she wouldn't die. So, um, Basically, negative blood and positive blood are like oil and water. They do not mix. Um, things can get dangerous when an RH negative mom is carrying an RH positive baby, which, again, I did. Um, basically, if the blood mixes, it's like instant attack mode. Oh my God. It just kills the baby. Right. So um, the mother's body sees the ba- uh, baby as a foreign entity or we could say alien and tries to get rid of it that is so weird it definitely looks like the mother and child are from different species right yeah yeah it, that's one of the strangest facts to me that is very is that strange, our bodies yeah. literally reject our own offspring like this is a foreign object yes. inside of me and i have to get rid of it yes and that's why we are so prone to miscarrying um and getting pregnant is really difficult for us, too. I wonder why it's not the same with, like, an, a positive carrying a negative. I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess my my beings are just more prone to acceptance. So. <laughs> right. We love all of y'all. And y'all fucking hate us. <laughs> Whatever. So, the weird thing is hardly anyone has really tried to explain where the RH negative people came from and no one has an absolute answer it's all just theory um there's absolutely zero scientific explanation and i think that's just fucking wild that is wild i mean come on we have come so far in science and you can't figure this out like are they just don't care enough or like are they hiding something like what's the deal here probably hiding something probably so uh most people that are familiar with blood factors assume that RH negatives must be a mutation of some sort mm-hmm. or um, maybe descendants of a different ancestor. But if we're a mutation, what caused that mutation? Yeah. Why does it so violently reject the RH factor if it was in their own ancestry? And who was the ancestor? Tell us, you know. You have these theories, but you have new answers. So um, this is a pretty cool little list here. If you guys, RH negative people are listening, tell us, uh, you know, if you feel these things. So like I said earlier, we all kind of tend to have commonly found traits amongst us. And this isn't to say, you know, every one of us have all of these, but I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. So number one being a feeling of not belonging. 
That is 100% accurate to me. I have always felt different. Always felt different than everyone else. That's so weird because it's so weird how that works because like, like I said, me and my mom are both O positive and we literally had this conversation like a month ago that we feel like we don't belong. So, and I'm sure it can happen to anyone. Yeah. You know, it's so weird, mm-hmm. but I guess, I guess similarities with people with RH negative blood could be more, um, grouped together considering there's so few of y'all, mm-hmm. whereas there's so much more mm-hmm. people with O positive that there's such a wider spectrum, right. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's weird. So, um, we tend to be truth seekers and we always tend to seem to have a mission in life. Yeah. You definitely seem that way. <laughs> um, we tend to be extremely um, empathetic and compassionate towards mankind. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us have an extra rib or vertebra. I don't know if I do, but that would be interesting to find out, right? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, higher than average IQ, ESP ability, and increased psychic and intuitive abilities. A lot of us have a love of space and science, which I do. Um, We are more sensitive to vision and other senses. Um, Now this, I do not have, this one is not me, but uh, predominantly we have blue, green, or hazel eyes. Um, Now my father and my brother do have green eyes, but my mom, my sister, and I are all brown eyed. I read somewhere that blue eyes originated from inbreds. Really? Mm-hmm. Which I'm an inbred. Did you know that? What? Partially. What? My my great grandparents <laughs> were cousins. Nah. I swear to God. No wonder you're so damn dumb. No wonder there's so many issues in my family Are when it comes. See, your great grandparents were cousins. Yeah, I think it was. I don't my... know if you should be telling everyone this, Alyssa. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's how it was back in the day. Holy shit, that's so weird. People, like, married their first cousins. It was a thing, yeah. Gross. Yeah, I think they were, it was my, I think it was my grandma's parents. They were first cousins. Yuck. You know what? Shut up. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, and everybody in my family has blue eyes. I mean, which could just be a coincidence, but I did read that blue eyes originated from inbreeding, so. Never heard that. Fun fact of the day could be wrong, could be right. You never know Not when it comes all. out of my mouth. <laughs> Stop it. You are very intelligent. All right. So, um, also, I don't think this is me. I don't know, but um, they tend to have a red or reddish tint to their hair color. I don't really think I have like any reddish tint, but um, piercing eyes. They tend to be healers, and uh, one of my online sources said that we carry what is referred to as, quote, power in the blood, which refers to our healing abilities. I think you have piercing eyes. Do you? I don't think that about your mom or Madeline. I think that sometimes about Scotty. Yeah, I don't really oh, think yeah. that about your dad, but like... I have heard that a lot about my eyes. I feel eyes. like your eyes are stabbing me. <laughs> really? Especially... Oh I don't know. It's so funny. I have heard that a lot, which is funny because I have brown eyes, you know? It's yeah. not like there's some crazy blue that's I don't like staring think into the your soul. color is what makes it piercing, though. It's like... 
the I guess the level of depth that you see in a person I don't feel like I have piercing eyes I feel like mine are more your eyes are calming yeah that's what I was gonna say I think I have more of a calming effect with my eyes but yeah sometimes when you look at me it's like oh <laughs> what like, look away god dang oh my god Alyssa, don't look at me Jesus. I'm never gonna look at you again <laughs> I fucking could see into my spine I know it oh my god I wonder if other people feel that way about me because I've felt that way about people before and it makes me uncomfortable it's more like when it's not all the time like right now I don't feel like you're seeing into my very existence but like sometimes like you'll do this thing where you'll be looking away and then you'll be like and I'm like oh my god <laughs> calm down hilarious like this is not that serious oh my gosh um also um a lot of us tend to have empathetic illnesses and i have found that i seem to be that way like if someone i love is hurting like i will suddenly feel what they are feeling Mm -hmm. um for instance like when my 13 year old is on her uh period (laughs) but i won't even know it sometimes and i will have like what you would call like sympathy pains yeah i will be like super crampy and just by the way guys i've had a hysterectomy so i don't have those anymore but i will hurt like all day long and i'll be like ansley are you on your period Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah mom and i'm like i knew it you know just things like that i never i don't think i've ever had that only like i mean without not without knowing it but like you know sometimes when somebody says like they hurt something or something happened to them Mm -hmm. and it hurt and then like you instantly are like oh i feel that yeah i've had that Mm -hmm. but with my empathy it's more like i feel their emotion without them even telling me or expressing it to me or i may not have even talked to them that day but i can feel what they're feeling yes and so i I check on them yeah as well but it's never physical oh i experienced the physical that's percent. Um, also the ability to disrupt electrical devices. And I am going to tell you that is 1000% me. (laughs) Electrical devices, cell phones, watches, lights, sometimes even like, I don't even have to fucking do anything and the shit just breaks, (laughs) you know, like electrical devices freaking hate me. And I've always said that I've always had issues with electrical things and cars and, um just your printer earlier well uh, yeah you know they just they hate me um and then psychic dreams which i have had um so that's it as far as you know a lot of the 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 characteristics that we share and again there are people that are not rh negative that i'm sure have experienced a lot of these things or have these abilities but um kind of as Alyssa said being that we are so much more rare Mm-hmm. you know and a lot of us experience that i think it makes a little bit of a difference are any of you feeling as um insignificant as i am right now oh stop <laughs> i'm not doing no I, I i i'm not trying to like sound i don't know we are but mere mortals yeah whatever so um here is another mind-blowing fact okay if you haven't heard this this one's gonna blow your mind because it blows mine and i've known about this for years but eight of the last 13 presidents were RH negative. Come on now. Come on. Eight of the last 13, but yet RH negative blood is 10 to 15% of the world. Um, that's, it makes a lot of sense with the lizard people. So. <laughs> 
<sighs> speaking of lizard people and Alyssa uh, speaking about uh, the queen earlier, most of the royal family has negative blood. Yeah, fucking freaks. Just so kidding. let me uh, <laughs> um, read these presidents. So Eisenhower was RH negative. Um, he was O negative. Richard Nixon was O negative. Gerald Ford was A negative. Um, Jimmy Carter was A negative. George W. Bush Sr. was A negative. Bill Clinton was AB negative. Barack Obama was AB negative. And Donald Trump is RH negative, but his ABO group um, is unreported as of yet. So that is crazy that is really crazy i uh i saw once upon a time this like middle school girl that did some kind of like project for school and was able to determine that like every president we've ever had was somehow related like it was nuts i'm gonna have to look up the article later and send it to you but yeah she determined that like every single one of them like had like the same bloodline well yeah, I would assume so. Why? Well, I mean, every, you, everybody's related, I guess, when it comes down to it is what they say. But, like, they were, like, closely related. Like, I'm not talking, like, thousands of generations ago. Yeah, well, you all came from the same lizard people, so. <laughs> it's not all of them. It was only eight of the last 13. Probably only eight. the queen had a lot of offspring and um, appointed them to be the presidents of the United States. And technically, she controls us because she controls them. Yeah. That's have you theory. seen the videos of where, like, they say, like, she turns into a reptile? Yeah. I have. Yeah. So, um, also, I didn't know all of these because there's a lot. I'll, I'll kind of list off a few. But a lot of really high-profile celebrities have been a RH negative. Yeah. Um I know they say that Justin Bieber is also a lizard person. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he is. I want to say I did read he is. I, know. I know Marilyn Monroe was um, a lot of like, gosh, Britney Spears. I think you guys also age well. You think? F- from what I, I mean, like the queen, she looks the same as she's always ha- as she always has. Yeah. Your mom l- does not look her age at That's all. True. Um, you look the same as you did when I first met you all those years ago. I hope so. I feel like you guys do. People never believe my age. What know? about your Nana? What is she? Actually, my Nana is a negative. And see, I feel like she's aged well, oh, too. Oh, yeah. She's got great skin. Yeah. I'm not sure where my dad got it, because I want to say my grandma Joyce said she was not negative, so it must have been from his biological father. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, you're right. That's fun- something I've never, you know thought about but i constantly like when people find out i have a 13 year old they're like what What? like yeah dude like (laughs) oh speaking of that this is a little off topic but i was in um the dollar general like a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was buying um you know the the things women use for their monthly cycle (laughs) and um this woman came down the aisle with her daughter who was titus's age so she was she was four Mm -hmm. And um, she was, her daughter was doing something and it's something that Titus does when I go to a store with him. And I like laughed and I was like, my son would be doing the same thing. And um, she was like, oh, you have a baby. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but he's like four. So he's not really a baby. And she Mm -hmm. goes, what? 
she's like you do not look old enough to have a four-year-old and i was like i know i look 12 but i swear i'm like 24 so oh it was nice yeah you do you have a baby face for sure and then her daughter when we were in the checkout line she said what are you buying you're buying diapers oh my god and i said i was embarrassed first of all because there were so many people in there yeah and then i was like yeah your mom said you need a diaper so i'm buying them for you (laughs) she's like i wear panties and i was like your mom said otherwise and her mom was so embarrassed she was like girl mind your business mind your business (laughs) that is so funny kids oh my god no shame literally none So uh, I guess in closing of this episode or, you know, my my part here, um, let us know if you're RH negative and uh, if you knew these things, if you have anything else you'd like to throw in there. There are there's a lot more to it, but I could only cover so much tonight. And uh, tell us what your theory is of where we came from. Lizard people, lizard people, the queen. I like to think we're angels. We came from monkeys. You guys came from lizards that live on another planet. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, this was a long episode. We're already at two hours wow. and two minutes. Yeah. See, I told you it would be. I did not think it would be because, well, I guess I really didn't have that much research, but I feel like we talked a lot yeah. about well, my research. Well, there was research, a lot so. of discussion, you know. Yeah. A lot of things I didn't understand, and you know. it probably you still don't because <laughs> now I'm confused about what deja vu is. Oh God, <laughs> don't be! I, you probably are 100% right. That's just not. I mean, like I said, I've never had it, so I wouldn't know. Out of everything that we've talked about, please let me know your experience with deja vu. <laughs> let me know if I'm right or wrong, or if I'm just there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, before we uh, end this episode and plug our social media and all that cool stuff. I did want to let you guys know, and I know Alyssa made a post in our Facebook group, and I made one on our Instagram, but we have free, um, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice decals that go on car windows. I think, what measurements did we go with? Like 8 by 12 or something? I think we went by 12 by 12. 12 by 12? I think so. Okay. So, um, anyway, they're pretty big. If you guys want to... <laughs> If you guys want to rep your favorite podcast, let us know. Um, they will be available for pickup at my tattoo shop, Cupid Slave Tattoo Company in Covington. If you are more than, say, an hour away or so, we'll be happy to mail one to you. So hit us up with your address and we can do that if you have any interest. I think we've got, I don't know, like maybe 10 ish left. 9, 10, something like that. Something like that. So, and they are free. So, if you want one, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I guess if you want to follow our journey in our podcasting world, um, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. It is a private group. Um, I actually, okay, I've been meaning to tell you this, Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had somebody message me something. Uh, like per- like personally message me mm-hmm. and like show me something that they wanted to post in the group but they were scared to post it okay and because they didn't want their like family to see it and then she realized that the group was private uh-huh. and so she posted it and so i just want you guys to know that the group is private and it's private because we like to keep yeah 
like we know not everybody is so forthcoming with <laughs> their love for true crime and paranormal as we are so if you post something it's not gonna like pop up on your grandma's timeline right she's uh-huh. not gonna see that you have thought about ramming her in the ankles with your buggy <laughs> while you're out shopping as so. long as she's not in the group <laughs> right so i guess make sure that your family's not in the group and mm-hmm. yeah so that's why it's private um, our Instagram is not private, so if you feel weird about that kind of thing, I guess don't follow. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. you can follow that at Don't Drink the Jones Juice Instagram at Yeah, Don't Drink the Jones Juice, and our TikTok at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. We have merch, guys. We have merch. Yeah, we have merch. I don't know if you've heard, but we have merch and we haven't sold shit in like two months yeah so go to storefrontier.com slash don't drink the jones juice and buy our merch please also maybe this will kind of convince you guys look i have been considering and i spoke to Alyssa about possibly doing another giveaway for people that have bought our merch so go buy some merch and we might have a giveaway and yes. you might get something free. We have a list on our store frontier of who has bought our merch. So we keep up with it. Yes, we know who has done it and who has not done it. So if you want to be in our potentially our potential in the next giveaway we might do, um, go buy some merch because that's the only way you can enter. Mm-hmm. And send your true crime or paranormal stories to for god's sake don't drink the jones juice at nope i'm sorry don't drink the jones juice at (laughs) gmail.com why i'm talking like this i do not know but for real because we got a uh listener juice coming up that we should have done like a week or two ago so yeah i mean we have enough stories for it we just been slacking well it's not even just that it's just like life happens you guys and we we have we have life (laughs) so so we got life we have life so i don't know when we'll do the next one also they really haven't been garnishing that many listens so um if you guys hate us just tell us literally just if you Um, if you're listening to us out of obligation (laughs) let us know and we'll stop while we're ahead okay (laughs) like we're here for you guys and if you don't want it we will we will gladly but also kind of sadly walk away all right all right is that all everything that's it are we sure i feel like we're missing something whatever we have we have more episodes in the future yeah all right well for god's sake don't drink the jones juice cool cats and kittens